0: I'm John Bond. Welcome to Move Yourself Happy. Made for fitness enthusiasts who want to make their passion their profession. Are you unhappy in your present job? Are you passionate about health and fitness? Do you want to release your true potential? If the answer is yes, this podcast is for you. I will be teaching you the specific knowledge that every trainer and coach needs to be successful. So listen closely as I share my expertise with you. So just like me, you can love what you do. Okay, up next, we have a great guest today. We've got George Horlock from George Horlock Coaching. And before we go into it, I just want to first apologize because whilst I was interviewing George, it started to rain. So from about 15 minutes to about 17 minutes so just a couple of minutes you're going to hear some rain um, which unfortunately is raining on the microphone so you might find it slightly irritating but um, as I can assure you it's only a couple of minutes and there's some great content in there so stay tuned George hello mate let's get straight into this looking
1: forward to it tell me about George Horlock coaching love to mate George Horlock coaching I mean you've been there from the start as well yourself you actually helped me set this all up in the first place. Um, I was a personal trainer for 10 years actually when I decided to do George Horlock coaching. Um, I realised I could reach a larger, broader audience um, by going online, reaching people all over the world. Um, I have a small YouTube channel as well and there's lots of people on there who are interested in my holistic health practices and I thought that they would be a great target market um, rather than training people who... I just trained because they were available. You know, they might have had goals that I didn't really connect with at the time um, or would have been better suited for another trainer who specialised in those goals. Whereas for me, um, I set up George Hall coaching Coaching um, to help people with the goals that are also my goals. Um, so being vegan or a aspiring to be vegan, uh, to build muscle and not be the stereotypical vegan who is a little bit more scrawny, um, and doesn't go to the gym and prefers to just be in a field, banging a drum, singing to the cows, you know,
0: which you do like doing as well. I by
1: absolutely the way. love doing that on the weekends. Yep. You will <laughs> always catch me in a field.
0: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So you work with vegans, but also aspiring vegans. Don't you? Mm. So if somebody's thinking about making the the transition, it's a funny word to use transition for this, isn't it? It's, it's a kind of a, yeah. um, yeah, that, well, that is the correct word, isn't it? Transitioning to becoming vegan. Yep. Um, they, there's obviously going to be challenges they're going to be facing and, and you'll help them yeah. navigate those challenges as part of your program. So it's not just the training, it's the... some of that as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's like I say, if you're aspiring to be vegan, then I'm more than happy to work with yourself. You don't even need to make the full transition to work with me and there's never any pressure. I'm not going to be militant about it and force you to change your entire life and your views on the world and how you see the earth, animals, fitness, training, nutrition, all of that. I'm just going to be a a guide and I'm going to say, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is what works for me. This is what works for people that I work with. Uh, Jump on board. And if you want to go the full way, fantastic. If you just want to go partial way and see how it works for you, crack on with that as well. There's no pressure. Um, like i say that you, know, that you don't have to be vegan mm. um but i like to work with people who are interested in consuming a more plant-based diet because certainly with the evidence out there now and the likes of i mean there's a fantastic uh, netflix documentary the blue zones that we were speaking about recently um i think the world is slowly shifting to a more plant-based way of eating mm. and it's well, certainly the stats ha- show that don't they? the stats show that it's definitely healthier um And I think a lot more people are interested in it now. But what people are quite concerned about is, oh, if I go vegan, can I still build muscle? And the answer is, you absolutely can. And so I'm there to help those people through that.
0: Yeah, that's almost like the premise of what you do, isn't it? Because actually, let's talk about that. Because when we started working together, like helping you construct your online business, we kind of went down a slightly different path, didn't we? Because we were trying to figure out who is it that you can help? And we started to think about you as a young lad. And when you first started training, the challenges you faced and how you overcame them. So just talk. Can you just talk about through that bit, that process that we went through?
1: Yeah, definitely. We were talking about what inspired me to get in the gym in the first place and stuff. And we spoke about, you know, I had a tough time at school and I love superhero films at the time. And all the way through my childhood, I was obsessed with superheroes. Um, and I was always drawn to, you know, the strong male, uh, kind of alpha characters in that who would dominate the villains and the enemies and, and, and they'd have a shirtless scene and they'd have the six pack going on. And I just found it super cool. Um, and as a kid, I mean, my dad's got loads of videos of me dressing up as, as we all do, you know, all the different costumes. And then just as I got older, I, I, I realized, okay, unfortunately I can't be a superhero, but I can certainly try and look like one. You know, because all these Hollywood actors go through the same regimen and they always come out looking more or less the same, I'd say. If you Mm, look at... They do, yeah. the the shirtless scenes, they they just always look like they're in phenomenal shape. Big Um, shoulders,
0: big arms. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And so they're all doing the same thing. And I realised, well, I've always wanted to look and feel like a superhero and I do now, in my opinion. Uh, How can I help other people to do the same? But something didn't feel right about it, did it? I remember having a few conversations no, about this.
0: Like we we had a couple of moments where we kind of got excited, didn't we? And we we're like, oh, this is cool. We're, we're going somewhere now. We're, we're, we're drilling down your target market. We figured out who your avatar is. This is who you were. But it wasn't... There was something about... I could see the way you were reacting to it that it wasn't coming from your heart, was it? Yeah. So what, why was that, do you think? I think it's because it's not who I actually am as a person.
1: I don't wake up every morning, jump in front of the mirror and think, I'm, I want to look like a superhero. <laughs> no. You know, and, and also when there's a new Marvel film out, I'm not rushing to the theatre to watch it. You know, no. I'm, I'm not, I like it. I think it's cool but I'm more interested in the fitness side of things and not actual superheroes.
0: Yeah, it's a bit ch- it was a bit childish for you, I think. Yeah, it? that's that it. was That's
1: what got you going originally.
0: Uh, yeah, because when I was building my program... And a bit commercial.
1: A bit commercial. I was, I was doing lots of posts on it, and I was referring to the guys on the program as heroes, and it never quite felt right, saying, yeah. you know, hey, hero, how's it going? It felt like I was talking to maybe like a 10 or 12-year-old.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, I wanted it to be a lot more professional uh, and meaningful, and that's where it all,
0: all stemmed to eventually, didn't it? It did. And it's a shame we're not videoing right now because there's a, a sparrowhawk just hovering in the background that's completely distracted me while you were talking. Wow, it just him. dived. He just dived and caught something, didn't it? I think he's just caught a mouse, which Maybe. wasn't very vegan, but... No, <laughs> get back here. Um, yeah, so that's great. And so we then started to rethink think things out and we mm. were like, well, hold on. So who are you? You know, who is it you... who Who are you? What are you known for? What's your best... I guess, talent, passion, who can you help? Mm. Like, and who do you want to help as well? Like, that was the thing, wasn't it? And that and that then evolved into... Yeah, George Horlock
1: Coaching, which was essentially helping vegan men to get strong and muscular because I knew I wanted to help men become strong and muscular, um, but I didn't know what kind of guys. But then I realised, nine times out of ten, people always come up to me and it's the same comments, you know? Oh George, you know you're actually really strong for a vegan. Oh, George, I would never have guessed that you're vegan. Did you, did you hear about that, George? He's actually vegan. Oh yeah, George. You know what's your workout plan? Oh, and then someone will call from the background. Did you know he's vegan? What? No, you're not. Mm. You're not vegan. I thought. Well, that uh, I'm being completely honest. That feels quite good when people say that.
0: Yeah, it should do. Because um, you, when I first met you, you're really into your calisthenics. Mm. Well, you still you still are, aren't you? Yeah. But I remember um, watching you do stuff on the bars and being like damn how's he doing that especially when he's a vegan <laughs> no I don't know I don't know if I actually thought that maybe a little I don't know uh. but I had those that you know the similar yeah, sort of yeah. bullshit stereotypes I had that in my head mm. and I would be a bit like oh okay and it does get people it perks people's interest they'll suddenly go oh because you you can you can read about stuff online you can look at YouTube videos but until you see someone that you know that is following a certain lifestyle mm. and clearly is getting good results from it that's when you start listening and going oh okay I need to, I need to pay attention to this guy and I think that's what you've got haven't you You're... Uh, exactly and without going too deep into this stuff but
1: I, I, you know, I am into my activism and I feel like I'm a walking activist when I hold what i refer to in my program is is your homegrown suit of armor right if you're walking around with it and people are noticing it and it is one of the first things people say you know if you if you are wearing a a t-shirt that might be a little bit tight on the old pecs and biceps people will make a comment and when they know you're vegan as well, it inspires people rather than moves them away. Mm. It doesn't make them feel threatened. It, it actually makes them feel quite comforted. And, oh, maybe this vegan thing isn't so scary after all. Because on the media, it's all you see. You know, vegans charging into all these different places and throwing paint everywhere and getting aggressive. And it's like, well, hang on. I'm not I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sat here living my life trying to be the best person that I can be. Veganism is part of that. And as a result, I can still be strong,
0: healthy, and happy. And you would argue as well, and I know I've got my own personal thoughts on this, which which I would like to share, not to make it about me, but just to show that I actually kind of reinforce what you say. Yeah. Um, but you would argue that not only are you able to do all this whilst being vegan, but actually it's helping you.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I, I would actually argue that, it's been proven, not just that, that it's my opinion anymore, but that it's com- it's just completely proven now that a vegan diet is the optimal diet. And I know that sounds like a very broad statement, a um, bold statement, should I say. And there's, people are going to come at me for that. And there's so many diets out there. They're already yeah. switching
0: off, George. They're already exactly, like, right? What? They're already like, oh, yeah. he said
1: it. Next podcast. Yeah, right. But um, veganism isn't even a diet. It's a lifestyle. And I think that um, when you live that lifestyle it can have such a dramatic change on everything um, from the way you see other people and the way you look at nature, from the way you look at animals to your own health, which is, I think, something that your viewers might be interested with regarding your health because me and John spoke about veganism for quite some time and you didn't really jump on board until your health was at at stake, if you want
0: to... Uh, Well, no, actually, that's not... That isn't correct. I found out that it... Okay, let me go back. <laughs>
1: yeah, t- tell us.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so I suppose really, you might you could have called me an aspiring vegan man when you spoke to me when you first met me, mm. um, when you started grooming me. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's for another podcast. Yeah, uh, I. It was basically that I'd always I'd always kind of thought it was slightly odd because what just to make it clear so before you guys do switch off my dad was a butcher so we we and my parents owned a butcher's we lived in a, a massive meat eating household and i loved it absolutely loved it and i would we would consume meat for breakfast lunch and dinner my dad bought meat home you know loads of it every every day and um you know i I've, i loved the taste of it and I couldn't imagine having a meal without meat being part of it. It would just seem alien. And I would I would listen to that like um this you know, real men eat meat kind of thing and and it was always branded that way, wasn't it? Like mm. you eat a big steak and I remember if I went to the harvester I'd always get a mixed grill because I knew you'd get a ton of meat. And, yeah and I associated meat and muscle growth um for years. You know, even so as a youngster starting to train it was all about meat 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 and I used to follow Charles Poliquin a lot and he um he you know he was a big name in the strength and conditioning world and Mm -hmm. he I worked out once based on how much protein he thought I should get per day I needed to buy a kilo of chicken and I was buying a kilo of chicken every day and getting through that every day so I was spending a lot of money on meat Mm. um so anyway I was a big meat eater, but I was always a little bit curious about the idea that, is this right, morally, should we be doing this? Mm. So that was always at the back of my mind, and it had been for years, actually, I'd always, but I just kind of like... You shrug it off, don't you? Yeah, I just think, well, I'll go with the majority, I mean, like, you know, how how can I be, how can that... How can it be wrong? You know, right, right. everyone, does, everyone it. does it. Everyone so does it. How can yeah. it be wrong? But parents own a butcher shop. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. good
1: people. Yeah. It's a legal practice as well. So yeah, how exactly. can it be wrong? Yeah. yeah. So
0: I always, but it always just didn't sit right. And I was just kind of like, oh, well, um, crack on. Um, and, uh, and then I think probably meeting you, talking to you, maybe kind of triggered that interest a bit more. And then obviously I, I watched that documentary dominion which it was like a switch in my head yeah so i i watched that documentary in july 2022 and i haven't eaten meat since and um it just coincidentally i had my bloods done and i had to go through my whatsapp messages to work this out when i had the epiphany if that's the right word yeah to work out when i shared dominion to somebody else mm. to see when did i watch dominion and then I looked on my NHS app to see when I had my blood checked. Bloods checked. And oh, I got yeah. my bloods checked was it. Um, just after watching Dominion, I think. And that was because I'd had a funny turn. <laughs> funny turns, like an old... It's like something my dad would say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had like a funny turn. Basically, I, my, my vision went really blurry and I couldn't see. And um, I ended up uh, going to the doctor's and getting referred to the hospital. Had every check going possible. Still didn't know what it was, by the way. But anyway, one thing that did get flagged up is I had high cholesterol, which was really annoying. Not really high. I see not like, not considered high cholesterol, but higher than where they'd want it to be. Yeah. And I was like, I exercise so much. Um, I'm, my diet is healthy other than large volumes of food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I eat generally the right foods. She was really weird. Anyway, went went vegan, six months later went back for the bloods to be done again because that's what they do they do a six month come back in six months and see if anything's changed Cholesterol's now super low good where it should be yeah i was like what this is wow um okay and then that's when i started doing it oh hang on a minute is this is obviously i haven't eaten meat for the last six months so yeah. that's when i i looked at the timeline and realized the only significant significant thing that's changed is i stopped eating meat yeah and i spoke to samantha my wife diabetes specialist nurse, and i showed her the data and i said is that typical for somebody's cholesterol to drop that rapidly in such a short space of time and she said no it's not yeah um so yeah i was like holy crap look this is i didn't do it for health reasons mm. but that was a really nice you know icing on the cake i was like oh my god this is gonna be so much better for my health so anyway so just, to, just to correct you there, George, it was for the moral reasons. But now I'm like health all the way. Absolutely, and I think the thing with
1: high cholesterol as well is that it creeps up over time, and it can be decades. And for other people, it, 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 it's not as long. Well, what will happen is, I mean, yeah, you're certainly healthy, you're trying to eat healthy, you're exercising all the time, but it would just keep creeping up and up and up and up. And, I mean, your early 40s now, maybe in your early 70s, you might have had a stroke or a heart attack and you'd have just gone down as another statistic and just, oh, he had a heart attack. Yeah, but he was really healthy, he was really, you know, he's always in the gym. Oh, yeah, it just happens. Yeah. But actually... (laughs) Just bad luck. Just bad luck, right? But one in three people die from heart attacks right in the uk most people eat meat right Mm. and i'm not saying it's solely down to that but it's a big reason why most people are getting high cholesterol
0: there's generally in and in true vegan style by the way we're sat here it's now it's actually yucking it down with rain to the point where oh i think it's gonna pass there's a giant cloud over us i reckon we keep going for a bit yeah um you generally, you generally make the transition for one of three reasons. You either want to do it because you think it's going to be great for the planet, you think it's going to be great for animals, or you think it's going to be great for you. Yep. And in fact, it's it, you're you getting it all three of those. You? all three, yeah. But one of those is going to motivate you more than the other. Yep. Um, so if anyone's listening to this and you're curious, oh, look at that, it's just passed. And now there's a beautiful rainbow in the background. It's such a shame we're not filming this. Talk. I know, mate. We were, we were in <laughs> wow, two minds yeah. on whether
1: or not to film. We were like, nah, let's just do
0: the audio. But it's stunning out here. Yeah, this is great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, w- whether you're thinking, okay, I want to do this. And I'd imagine most people listening to a podcast that is about how to become a personal trainer and how to help clients are probably very health orientated yeah there's a good chance they might start dipping into this side and transitioning for health reasons so let's focus on that yeah so your guys the ones that have already are vegan you probably don't have to convince too hard about staying vegan (laughs) yeah but the ones that are sort of transitioning do they ask you the question what about the protein like how am i going to build muscle if i'm if I'm not getting protein from animal products?
1: Yeah, surprisingly nowhere near as much as I thought they would. And I think that is just because after seeing me, probably after watching some of the documentaries that we've seen, um, uh, there are tons of vegan uh, influencers and bodybuilders out there now that for my generation, they're not as concerned about it. I think they realize now that you can absolutely get adequate protein from the most regular foods out there. I mean, even like fruit and vegetables can contain protein. Not a lot, but some, even just having oatmeal in the morning with some nuts and seeds, right? Tons of protein mm. in there. Um, however, there are still some people who are mindful, uh, or, or concerned about how much protein they're going to get. But if you look at the largest land animals in nature, the, the biggest ones, your elephants, your hippos, your gorillas, um, these land animals they're all herbivores right so they only consume plant matter so humans are the same we can consume only plants and get adequate protein to maintain muscle mass and size just like herbivorous animals do um So that's kind of the road that I take people down. There's some fantastic books out there that I recommend as well. Uh, The China Study is a really good one. I love that book. It talks a lot about protein. Mm. It also talks about how a lot of us are overly concerned with protein and that we consume protein in excess and the complications of eating too much protein. And I remember I was speaking briefly earlier about um, when you used to eat tons and tons of protein, like 300 grams a day versus now when you're on what 50 60 grams of protein a day yeah probably and there'll you... probably be
0: days where it might even hit 40
1: yeah 40 grams of protein a day and your, your frame is the same protein is always changing recently um well a, a, a little while back a few decades ago they believed that you need one pound of protein per pound of body weight to build muscle mm. now it's changed to one gram of protein per kilo. So that's come down significantly. So already they've admitted that, oh, we're a little bit wrong about that whole one gram, one pound thing. Now they're saying one gram, one kilo. Well, in another decade, is it going to come down even more? How far is it going to come down until we realize humans don't need anywhere near as much protein as we're being told that we do? Protein cells, right? It's in all the supplements. Um, it's one of those things that we really think that we need in our diet. Anything that has protein on it, go in the supermarket, you'll see it. Protein peanut butter, protein flapjacks, protein water is one as well. Everything, anything that has protein before it, like if you're in the supermarket and, and there's, there's two bread, two, pa- two loaves of bread, one says bread and one says protein bread, you're, you're naturally going to think that the protein bread is healthier, mm. which is not the case at all. So it sells, and I think that's why they push it so hard. But in my experience, even though it's anecdotal, in your experience, even though it's anecdotal, um, we maintain our muscle mass on a relatively low protein.
0: Diet. But there are there are. I mean, when you start digging around, there are thousands of examples of people that are living great, healthy lives and are lean, strong, muscular on a vegan diet. And some big authorities So things have started to change Because some big authorities Have started to speak up about this And that's what it takes Isn't it Before people start listening Yeah Like now So the World Health Organisation Have have said um, You can live A very very healthy existence On a Vegan diet The NHS have said this Yeah And then I know you've listened to the Zoe podcast and they are doing mm. some brilliant research into everything, all things nutrition. And they're not a, um, so if you haven't listened to them, check them out. They're not, they're not actually a, a vegan podcast. They're a nutrition podcast. And they have questioned this, pro, this protein number and they talk about the recommended daily allowance as well for not just protein, but for everything. Like when they work out the RDAs for you know, different nutrients and things. It's all based on looking at the population and working out what is going to meet the needs of the majority of the population. And some of those figures are, are, are kind of misinterpreted anyway, but most of us don't need to hit that number mm. because we're not necessarily in that part of the population. So they, they that, what they'll do is they'll give you a number that means that 98% of the population are going to be fine if they hit that number. But most of us don't need anywhere, anywhere near that amount. Um, so there's, there's, it's not just us that's saying this. There's lots of people out there. Definitely. Everyone seems to have an ulterior motive when it comes to making recommendations about what you should be eating. Right. And from what I can tell, people like Zoe, they're, they're, the, the stuff that they're coming out with doesn't seem to have as many underlying... Um, agenda as, as many others so right exactly I think we can be a bit much more trustworthy at the moment that and if they're saying look it's really overrated you know hitting 50 60 grams of protein a day is is adequate for everyone's needs whether you're more trying to build enough. muscle
1: or not yeah more than enough then I I've, I've seen it everywhere in so many people and you know I fluctuate all the time like you know with, with my protein, sometimes I'll increase it, sometimes I'll decrease it. There's just no change in my physique. No. None. The only time, and this is so freaking important, the only time I see a change in my physique is when I up or lower my calories. And I think that people need to be so much more concerned by how many calories they're consuming each day versus how much protein they're consuming each day. Um, and look at, look at it in meals. Like if you're trying to bulk up or whatever and you're eating five, you know, containers a day full of food it's like you don't need to worry if one of those is you know a rice curry dish that has no quote protein in it which it will like rice has protein the lentils and chickpeas and stuff that's in the curry will have protein but and it's actually very difficult to get a quote you know um uh, protein deficient meal and, and, and the whole protein deficiency by the way there's actually no such thing did you know that there's no such thing as a protein deficiency there's a thing as, as being deficient in certain nutrients but the, the, the actual term protein deficiency um, it's not like a medical claim you can't go to the doctor and they're like oh you are protein deficient <laughs> right yeah. um, which Interesting. is yeah so so people are terrified about that what if I become pr- deficient in protein as long as you're eating three
0: meals a day, it's impossible. Hmm. Like, literally impossible. <laughs> Isn't it nice not having to worry about it now? Yeah. Just eating and not having to worry about, are you hitting your protein goal? So nice. It just um, frees up that um, that mind to f- focus on more important things. It say? does. And, that, and that's what I say to the people that I
1: train. I say, you know, although nutrition is super important, you don't need to worry about it anywhere near as much as they're telling you you do. Hmm. You know, this is how I do it. This is how it works. They follow along and they get awesome results
0: yeah you know? it's funny because dan john who's a strength and conditioning coach in the states he's actually a, i'm pretty sure he's actually a, an re teacher but he's also the coach at the university teaches snc coach he written a lot of books he was highland games champion several times so he's a he's an athlete himself but he did de- he de- he's got like over 30 years experience working in the industry so he knows what he's doing he said that he when it He's been in the industry for 30 years and he's now finding he's gone all the full circle. He's gone all the way back to teaching what he learned in his first couple of years as a coach. Mm. Which is basic, is the basics. The basics yeah. of strength training. That's what he teaches. And he said everything else on top is just fluff and waffle and nonsense. Yep. Now, I remember when I first started getting into this whole health and fitness thing. When I was... I'd have been a teenager. And uh, you're going to laugh at this. But this would have been... Before the internet, or just at the cusp of it kind of being a thing. You're an absolute dinosaur, mate. <laughs> How are you even alive? And, <laughs> <laughs> and I, would, I would... So I would get my knowledge from reading... Um, have you heard these books? I don't know if you've... They had books when they, you were a was, child. There was books. Wow. Yeah, they had books. So um, anyway, so I'd <laughs> read books. And the, and the books on nutrition back then, there's nothing to do with the science. It was all yeah. just like... The ones I read, anyway. It was all just get your food from single ingredient Whole natural, foods. like stuff that you that doesn't have labels on it yeah um yeah. is really uncomplicated if it's got an ingredient you don't know what it is don't have it yeah. <laughs> it was all like that really yeah. and it was, there was nothing about c- counting calories there's nothing about c- working out your macros yeah. is always just eat good wholesome food yep and it'll all just take care of itself <laughs> and uh anyway uh where I was going with this is if you listen to some of the science that's emerging now and some of the stuff that's been talked about like with ultra processed yeah, being pinpoint, a bad yeah. thing etc um, it, it, what it really translates as is that first bit of advice that I read all those years ago <laughs> yeah. was yeah don't worry about counting calories or your macros and just pick single ingredient foods and avoid all these weird like named preservatives and additives mm. and and everything else yeah. and that's exactly what they're telling us now to do isn't
1: it 100% mate and then you 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 end up just naturally living a healthy life like you can't overeat single ingredient foods like who overeats on apples who overeats on jacket potatoes you know or sweet potatoes or broccoli you can't overeat this stuff <laughs> your body so recognises it as real food and sends a signal to your brain the moment it's had enough of that a nutrient, or that certain amount of calories. So if you're eating broccoli, you'll you'll, you'll want to receive a certain amount of nutrition from it. Or for example, calcium, right? So you're eating bo- broccoli. Once you've got enough calcium from that bro- broccoli, your body's like, we're done, we're cool. Move on to something else. You'll eat some sweet potato, and you'll be eating that, and you'll be trying to get some potassium or... By the way, potatoes consume, uh, contain um, everything that you need to actually survive. So you can literally live off potatoes. It's the one food in the world that humans can live off. Um, and people were
0: hating on potatoes for a while, weren't they? Do you yeah. remember that? Or that might have been, again, another one before, before oh, the, the internet. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> that's, that was
1: the, the whole carbs are bad for you thing. Um, that, but I think <laughs> it was
0: because, as well, the uh, the rate that it, it rate they raise your blood sugar so quickly and things like that. But I kind of feel like a lot of that stuff that was talked about and still is is you you're avoiding the, the actual heart of the issue so like if someone says oh well, actually like you just said you know you can't overeat on potatoes someone would be like well I've, i can eat i can i can smash through two or three jacket potatoes and they're sitting yeah but when you when you add What's all on the it? salt right. the butter the cheese right. that 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 makes that then sends your taste buds wild yep. and you will keep going But if you have things in that more simplest form, I mean, people listen to this and they'll be like, so what you're saying is I've really bland, boring food. Once upon a time, it wouldn't be bland and boring. No, it's because now you've got used to all this extra stuff like the sugar, the salt, the fat It's making it taste so wonderful. Once upon a time, food was fuel, not pleasure Mm.
1: seeking. Right. And you, you, you hit the nail on the head the other week when you were talking to me about this literally what you just said you, there's so many foods out there that yes are a little bit more bland but then you stop eating them once you've had enough of it and you get that clear hunger signal that cuts off yeah once you consumed enough but when you start adding like you say the salt um the additives the colorings the sweeteners the stuff that makes it so much more pleasurable and tricks our body into thinking that it wants more that's how we put on the weight. That's how we start overeating, etc., etc. And then suddenly people say, oh, you know, it's, um, oh, when I go to McDonald's, it, I, I just hate the bun. You know, the bun is what makes me fat. It's the carbs from the bun. Or it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the potatoes. You know, it's the skin on the potatoes. Have you heard that? The skin on the potatoes are bad for you. It's like it, people are very quick to attack what's natural and defend what man made when the reverse is what's true. yeah. Man, man comes along quite a lot and ruins things. But I, I say this with my online clients all the time. It's like, you eat natural, healthy, whole foods. And I've worked with people who reverse diabetes and other illnesses, right? Um, and they do that and they lift weights. They'll get an awesome body. If they want to get even bigger, eat more of those whole foods. Mm. Eat more rice, eat more potatoes. Yes, it'll be harder because you might have to force feed a little bit. You might not be as hungry. Um, you can start blending some shakes up and eating more oatmeal and whatever else. Guess what happens? You get bigger. You don't get more fat, you get bigger. Mm. You get more muscular, you get more strong. The moment you start throwing in these processed foods and and you know having a cheesecake as a cheap meal and eating pizza to bulk up,
0: you're going to get fat. That's how it works. And they call it a dirty bulk, don't dirty they? Dirty bulk, yeah. Dirty bulk. Um, the problem is with a dirty bulk is, obviously, you then have to lose it, which is then really difficult and challenging yeah but i mean i i think i might have even suggested this to people in the past where if you're tracking everything on my fitness pal and you're entering the um as long as you're hitting your protein goal and you're getting enough calories um you'll get the results and you do the problem is you're always a little bit hungry so if you're trying to if you're trying to lose weight and you're you're eating whatever you want as long as you're getting your protein gold then everything else kind of you can have what you like in theory yeah you you you're going to get leaner but the problem is you always find these flipping cravings and you're always a little bit hungry mm-hmm. whereas we we did that experiment recently didn't we where we made some really good nutritious food with literally nothing in that so we had we basically had quinoa the only thing added was a vegetable stock cube Quinoa, uh, chickpeas. Uh, We put some herbs in there, sweet corn and some other like chopped up vegetables and stuff. And uh, it was delicious. Well, to us it was delicious. To others it would have been bland, I expect. But but you couldn't eat too much of it. And then working out the calories and the calories were so low. Because our body, obviously our brain, when you've got all the nutrition you need out of that, you can now stop. And it shuts, it like switched off our cravings. Yep. Whereas... If we'd, even if we just added some like oil to that mm-hmm. it would have made it taste ni- even nicer which meant we potentially would have eaten more of it potentially so yeah <laughs>
1: and, and you get it with foods that have no nutrition in them as well like I don't know Pringles for example like you can smash a pack of Pringles or a pack of Jaffa cakes because yeah. your body's like okay we found some food we're eating this food it's got nothing in it let's, let's keep going until we finally get what we want and you never get what you want and then you'll have a bit of a crash, and you'll feel terrible for it. And you just you, the, the, the cycle repeats. And they also put stuff in there to make you addicted to it as well. So you want more and more and more. But like that's why I say you can't overeat on natural whole foods. It's I, really hard, isn't
0: it? Really you know, hard. It, yeah, you like just, broccoli. You like people said that all the time. You know, no one, no ever, no one ever overeat on broccoli until we started dumping. Butter on butter, it. Butter, yeah. And, and
1: everything else, yeah. Gravy, even gravy, you know, smothering a, a roast dinner with a gravy, you'll eat more of it than if you don't. And it, and it, and while, yes, it will be more bland, it's not just the, the fact that it's bland.
0: Yeah. It's, it's you thick. have to be so careful with things like condiments, don't you? Condiments, like sauces and stuff.
1: Yeah. and, it, and they it, just make everything taste so great, so then you eat loads more of it. But this is the thing as well. If you follow the 80-20 rule, which is, and, and I think this is so important, and I advertise... Um, or advise this sorry to to people um do that 80% of the time and then 20% of the time definitely have a treat have a couple glasses of wine if you want you know have that cheesecake after your meal go out with the lads and have a pizza if you want life doesn't have to be boring if you think those foods are boring which me and you don't because we've been doing it for so long and we actually really enjoy it and it makes us not want to eat those other foods because we know how bad they are for us but you know when when we talk about
0: sorry i just need to step in there you said me and you i would just like to point out that you are way better at this than me (laughs) (laughs) and you've got the you've got the physical conditioning to show for it thank you mate no i would say you you do as
1: well you're you're way
0: better oh stop it i mean (laughs) (laughs) you're so much better than me john (laughs) uh, i've got i've got some catching up to do anyway You've cut out... I'm just um, trying to manage the expectations of anyone that's listening to this that might bump into me and be like, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, no, no.
1: John, John beats himself up whenever he does something good like this. You feel like you need to go above and beyond, but you're doing great, mate. You're eating really healthy. You've cut down on your alcohol significantly. And um, I'd oh, say... Oh, now
0: everyone thinks I'm a recovering alcoholic. Cheers, George. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing quite well here, aren't I? Let's keep going. And you should
1: definitely sign up to Storm Fitness Academy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's, yeah, so essentially, mate, like if people want to do that 80 20 thing and they don't want to cut out all bad food, then don't because they are enjoyable, they are fun to eat from time to time, and it keeps you sane. Because, like we were saying earlier, when you go to the, the vegan, no, the, sorry, the non vegan restaurant and you have to ask for either a vegan menu or to make something more vegan, um, you feel a bit awkward, right? And it's the same with being 100% whole foods and healthy. So like if you want to have a bit of bad food occasionally, even if it just makes you feel better to fit in with people, then definitely do it. Because the only person it's harming is you. (laughs) Whereas with the vegan thing, without going too far into it, you know, there's there's other beings involved. Uh, Yeah,
0: that's a really good point. Yeah. Like, if you're at your... You know, it's your daughter's birthday party. She's like, Daddy, piece of cake. You know, you don't want to be yeah. like... Don't go, halt, darling.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I will not be putting that in my temple. How dare you? <laughs> Vile. Yeah. going to
0: swear then. Yeah, you're like, do you, <laughs> you realise how bad that is for me? Take that away. Yeah, um, you No, you're going to want to you, enjoy it with her and, and enjoy the day. So Yeah. So, yeah, summing up the nutrition then there, George, which is great, is basically if you work with George, if you're an aspiring vegan or you're already vegan, you want to work with George to build some muscle, we can definitely do it on a vegan diet. He's him and his clients are proof of that. But if you want to start digging around, there's plenty of evidence out there that will reinforce that anyway.
1: Yeah, The Game Changers is a really good documentary if you're feeling a bit unsure about it. It's on Netflix. There's a, a second one coming out soon, which is, oh, is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a motivating documentary, that one, it's isn't great. it? It's It's just a good watch. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's a fun fun documentary too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that they're, they're good examples there. So now let's just, we'll just put put nutrition aside for a sec. Let's just talk about training. So you're helping guys build muscle. Yep. They might in the past, have well, you know, I've tried to build muscle in the past, but I've never managed to achieve it. Well I mean have you got some are there some principles or are there some things that you'd say, look, if you want to build muscle, this is this is some key things you think about. Yeah. Because everyone's got a different timetable, I had to come up with
1: a program that would work for everyone. And there's some trainers out there who straight away will think to themselves, that's that's ridiculous, George. You can't have everyone training the same. Everyone needs a specific, customized workout plan. Um, and I'm very happy to tell them that you absolutely don't, <laughs> and I know you know this, um, if, if everyone trains in a certain way, they will get similar results. Genetics come into play, um, so you know, one person might end up looking a bit better than the other person in terms of muscle development by the end of it, uh, but that will be solely down to genetics. As long as they're training the same, then they're going to get similar results. We focus mostly on full body workouts um, simply because the way I've designed it, is that if you train twice a week you'll get great results if you train three times a week four times five times doesn't matter you're always going to be hitting every single muscle group Um, and there's so much scientific evidence to back up that that is the optimal way to train for maximal muscle groups uh, muscle muscle growth sorry Um, so rather than doing like back and biceps chest and triceps legs shoulders and abs we're doing full body compound movements as often as they like if they want to do it once a week twice a week five times doesn't matter obviously the more you train the better results you're going to get um we take into account or i take into account your body type as well if you're an ectomorph mesomorph endomorph uh, and we'll customize their program and their nutrition based on that as well because they might need to do it a little bit more often or a little bit less Like the ectomorph, who's really struggling to put on some size, doesn't need to be training five, six times a week. Um, He can just stick with two or three times to start with and focus more on the nutrition. Whereas um, the mesomorph, you know, he can easily train um, five times a week and very quickly get in unreal shape. Mm. So we focus on compounds, we do full body and we're hitting every muscle group every session. So I'd say that's the difference between training with myself and potentially other people out there.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. There's a program that I follow. It was actually uh, written by, I'm pretty sure it was Nick Mitchell from UP Fitness, which um, in a in a recent podcast, I interviewed uh, a friend of mine, Alex Butt. Oh, you've met Alex, haven't you? You've met yeah. Alex. And um, he, he used to work at UP Fitness. And the guy that owned UP Fitness wrote this program. And it's a total body workout four times a week. And I remember the first time I saw it, it was like wait what you're going to do total body back to back without a day's rest no <laughs> because that was contrary to what I'd been taught Yeah. and uh, anyway so I, I thought well this guy seems to know what he's doing so I followed the programme and uh, I loved it it was brilliant it was basically Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, Thursday, Friday total yeah. body workout and I got great results yeah really good results so I'm a big, big advocate of that type of training now
1: yeah massively and I think especially if, if you don't have the time to train five times a week you know even if you train twice a week and you're hitting a full body twice a week that's great Mm. you're still going to get awesome results um so i wanted to make it suitable for everyone's needs and the results speak for themselves you know I, i i don't um it's not mandatory you don't have to do this but i always advise people taking before and after photos simply because Everyone who hasn't taken a before photo always regrets it later down the line. They think, why didn't I take some before Uh, pictures? Um, And the results absolutely speak for themselves. It's how I train as well. Um, It's how I've been training for a long time. And I remember I showed you that video um, a few years ago about full body workouts and the science behind it as well. Hitting the same muscle group for a certain amount of sets and reps throughout Mm. the week is far better for muscle uh, muscle growth than hitting them you know, once a week. Yeah. Um. But when you actually hit them multiple times in the week, that's when they do the most amount of growing. It's like anything else in life. You know, when you're a tennis coach, I bet the the more your your clients showed up to practice, the better they got because yeah, they were doing it yeah, more yeah, often. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good example. If we only practice our tennis serves on a Monday, but we and we practice the say we practice the tennis serve for two hours on a Monday, it would probably have been better to have practiced the tennis serve. For twenty minutes on a Monday, but I do it again on a Wednesday yeah. and a Friday. That, exactly. That and that. it seems to be similar, doesn't it, for muscle for for for, for strength as well, yeah. but also muscle growth, which kinda of go hand in hand. Yep, yeah, that's the exact um, blueprint that I use. I love the simplicity as well to the direction that you're going with not just your training but also nutrition. Because yeah. I know when we've talked about this in the past, it essentially what you're saying is eat the foods that nature intended, you know, single ingredient, unprocessed foods. And um, if you want to lose weight, um, it should just take care of itself anyway because you won't overeat if you eat much of food as as intended. If you want to get bigger, eat more. Don't overcomplicate it. Just eat more of the good stuff. Absolutely. And then with training, it's like, hit the major muscles and movement patterns of the body at least twice a week. If you want to get bigger or stronger, do it more. That's it. (laughs) And it's it's pretty simple, isn't it, when you lay it out that way. And uh, I think in the complicated worlds that we all live in, busy lives that we have, simple approaches like that Mm. are quite attractive, aren't they? They really are.
1: Yeah, it all comes back down to what's natural and simple. Never has to be complicated. And I think that's what a lot of online coaches and and social media influencers and stuff thrive off now is over complicating things so that people are left just so in the dark that they don't know what to do or where to go or what they should be doing and that's why diets are a thing that's why people try that diet on Monday that diet the following Monday next year they're on the Atkins diet and then they're on the, the paleo diet and they're doing all these different diets And they might even try a vegan diet but it doesn't last for long because they don't really know what they're doing they'll try this diet that diet and they just want to lose weight and they don't know how and they try all these different diets but diets doesn't need to be a thing there isn't a single animal other than the human animal. Not one that dips around on different diets. They yeah. have their species-specific diet, and that's it. Humans are the only ones that are confused by it, which is very interesting. But when you look into the just eating natural, healthy, organic f- fruit and veg from the earth, humans absolutely thrive.
0: There's too much information out there. I'm blaming the internet, George. It was, a better the internet. Time. it was a better time before that came along. It was a
1: better time when you're a child scratching your... Engravings onto the uh, cave
0: wall. <laughs> <laughs> that is so rude. Um, <laughs> and true. <laughs> <laughs> right, so take-home messages from everything you've said so far. It When it comes to working with somebody that is vegan or aspiring vegan, you're definitely getting enough protein from eating plant-based food. Any, any plant-based food will get you some protein. If you want to get lean... Focus on plant-based food. Absolutely,
1: yep. Yeah, it if you is... want to be good for
0: your health, focus on plant-based food. That's <laughs> what I'm hearing here, George. That's it, mate. That is literally
1: it. If, if you if you are struggling to lose weight, have your three meals a day, but make sure that they're natural, whole food, single ingredients. You, you will lose weight. The only way you won't is if you've messed up your metabolism. And There's so many ways that I could go into with that can always go on my youtube channel george horlock or my instagram george holistic and you can uh, direct message me if you want to go more into that because it it, that's that's where it does get a little bit more complicated but if you are just a regular person um not on any sort of like medication or things that can affect that you will absolutely lose weight if you just consume a healthy whole food plant-based diet if you want to put on muscle do the same thing but eat a little bit more uh, and that's it and then lift heavy shit as me and you have always said just lift heavy shit and you will get. Yeah. You, will ha- you your body has to build muscle if you're
0: lifting heavy stuff yeah if you keep turning up I remember I remember, um, I remember this one lad back in the day when I worked in the gym he used to come up to me every week going program's not working <laughs> <laughs> every week <laughs> every week I'm like how long has it been you've been here twice I think since yeah, last yeah. week but I always used to be like okay what are you eating and he used to tell me everything he was eating and I'd be like eat more of it yeah i'm like what are you training and he'd be like i'm training twice a week or whatever it was i'm like train more mate so eat true. more train more
1: no that is, that is absolute you want, spot on advice
0: you, you want you want to lose weight eat less train
1: more <laughs> mate it, this is the scary thing is i think everyone deep down knows how to get their desired physique it's showing up yeah and just adhering to it and that's one of some of the feedback that i get from the guys i coach is that they say you know having the accountability now has been the most dramatic change in my life even more so than getting this physique that i've always wanted and and the meals that you suggested and the check-ins and stuff they're like just having someone there to say how was your session today how did you do today um you know Oh, I see that you missed out last Wednesday. Is everything okay? Was you know? Oh, I got called into work late. Okay, no problem. Let's hit it again next Wednesday. Uh, what did you get up op- op- to over the weekend? You know, I, I had such a great smoothie in this new vegan cafe that I discovered, it, and it's great. And we just got accountability, and we're just always talking about it, and always focusing on it, and showing up. And like you say, if you want to get if you if you want to get bigger or whatever like just train more, eat more, and that's it. That is literally it. But. So many people will do that for two or three days, and then stop for a week or two weeks, and then go back to it for a little bit, and then stop.
0: On off on off. It has to be consistent. Mm. This is great, George. I'm really happy for you. Well, I'm happy for both of us because I was kind of um, we had, like I say, we had that that phase where we just you created something, and it was it was great on paper, but it just not wasn't your true passion, was it? And now you are basically helping people that are very similar are you mm. and your um so uh, chris you've met chris as well yeah. chris, and um, he was saying the other week about how a bit of advice to give to wannabe trainers aspiring trainers is find people that you love talking to and that you love helping yeah and that's what you've done isn't it absolutely
1: mate that's that's very good advice and I would say that to any personal trainer listening right now, don't ever feel bad or guilty if you're talking to someone with a specific goal and that goal doesn't interest you. There's actually nothing wrong with that. They might think, oh, I'm not a good personal trainer. But if you're talking to someone about fat loss and you you, you couldn't care less about losing, losing weight, talk to someone else. Advise them to speak to someone who specializes in fat loss. Mm, that's great advice. And same with anything. If there's someone who you're training and, you know, they they want to train for a specific sport that you have no interest in that sport you're not the best trainer for them it's that simple whereas if there's someone who's trying to build muscle on a vegan diet they are perfect for me
0: yeah absolutely perfect
1: i could talk to them all day about it
0: that's so good i love that yeah because if if someone said i want to get really muscly and um and they go um but i you know i've no intentions of stopping eating meat Hmm. Don't talk to George. <laughs> no, talk to someone yeah, else. Exactly, talk, to, go someone talk else. to someone else. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's not a problem. No, it's just you know, that's just, you. no, I'm not right for you. Absolutely, it's it's very true, isn't it? Because what about if you know if you wanted to get fina- if you want to get financial advice off someone, so mm. you're not going to talk to someone that's broke for a yeah. start. You're going to talk about someone that's got money. But then what about if, like, for me, if I wanted to say I wanted to get proper filthy rich, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go to somebody that has got themselves filthy rich. And done it as a single person and had no family. Yep. I'm going to want to talk to somebody that's had a family, kept it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> by the skin of their team. Mate. Yeah. Uh, they've got, they've, they've actually, they've still had a, a happy um, marriage mm-hmm. and they've been a good father. Work-life balance. Yeah, they've yeah. had a good work-life balance whilst getting filthy rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would want to talk to uh, that person I'd like to have a conversation with. Yeah, But... If they've if they've done it all, and as a result they no longer have a happy marriage, and they don't have a very good relationship with the kids, oh, I couldn't care less. I don't want to talk to them. Exactly, mate. And this is exactly what you talk about in your bulletproof
1: business course, which really helped me and helped my partner Grace, um, Grace Murray Art on Instagram. She does fantastic art pieces. Shameless she, plug. She's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Keep going, mate. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Keep going. Oh, Say it again, Say no, again no, in case people no. didn't hear it. Was it? That was funny. Um, Gra- Grace Murray Art on Grace Instagram. Murray Art. <laughs> um, no, and yeah, she's not even in the fitness world, and she she benefited from your online course. And I watched that as the first thing I watched before we had our business um, consultations. And yeah, you talk about the difference between um, generalizing and specializing, and when we generalize we advertise ourselves as somebody who can help anyone with any problem the issue with that is if we do get someone who comes along and we have no interest in their goals we're not going to enjoy our job because Mm. you're having to deal with someone and try and help someone who you're not interested in and again that sounds bad but it's not it's a it's a human thing where it's someone who's not interested in cars having to listen to a mechanic podcast it's gonna be the worst thing in the world yeah right and you get that in the personal training world just because you're a personal trainer doesn't mean that you need to help everyone with every problem that relates to fitness you might want to go down the route of being more of a a holistic coach as, as i see that i am you know looking at all aspects of fitness um but when you specialize That's when you say, okay, I love fitness. I love being a personal trainer. But within the realm of fitness, this is my niche. This is who I like to work with. Mm. And then profiting off of that and um, helping people through that that avenue. Yeah, brilliant. You get it with like... And there's so many things as well that I see like where people think, oh, I shouldn't do that. But if you're a woman and you only want to work with female clients, do it. If you're a man and you only want to work with male clients, do it if you want to work with a certain age range men over 50 whatever you like it can work perfectly for you and you'll be so much more happier and that's what being a personal trainer is all about because the clue is in the word it's personal right it's a mm. personal thing it's not i help anyone with any problem it's i help i, I personally help people with a specific issue
0: yeah and, and and again anyone listening who's going oh but you know i don't know who i want to work with yet now, if you haven't even started doing your training or getting your qualifications, then don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, you, you, you've got plenty of time to figure that stuff out. And if you've, if you've recently qualified and you still haven't figured it out, don't worry about it. George, how long have you been working in the industry? 10 years, was it? I was
1: about to say, I was, I was a successful PT for 10 years and I was helping anyone with any problem. I, was, I, I, didn't have, I wasn't specialised at all. No. I didn't have a specific niche of people. I was helping everyone with any problem.
0: But now, as somebody that's specialising, you get a lot more job satisfaction. I enjoy it more. Enjoy- I still enjoyed
1: personal training, but you would get those clients who turn up, and you know, you just you don't really know what to talk about because their goal is is it's just not in your realm of of specialties. You know, like. I don't have the knowledge on that because I haven't fully looked into that Yeah, um, where... and
0: now you stand a very very good chance of becoming uh, a known authority in that area that's it yeah it's a lot easier isn't it to become an expert in a niche area than it is to become an expert in everything
1: <laughs> yeah and, and especially if you can relate to your clients as well because if, if I get a 55 year old woman coming through the door who's going through the menopause and she's struggling to lose weight and all of this i could certainly help her but i can't relate i have no idea what that feels like and i never will whereas if i get a a, a, an underweight vegan guy and he's 19 20 years old and he comes in and he's underweight and he's not feeling good about himself and he says i just want to build muscle i've no no idea how to do it i'm never going to stop being vegan i love eating my
0: vegan foods and stuff i need help mate i'm your guy yeah you know so I'm an overweight 44-year-old vegan, and you can't relate to that, so why am I even bothering talking to you? Oh, on that note... On
1: that note, mate. I mean, that your words, not mine. <laughs>
0: oh. Right. Um, on that note, let's wrap things up then. So thank you very much, George. Love chatting to you as always. Keep welcome. doing what you're doing. Thank you, mate. And we'll get you back on, and we'll talk about some, some, some hot topics, I reckon. So we know a bit more about George Horlock coaching, but it'd be cool to talk a bit more about um some maybe some some controversial topics in the fitness industry perhaps love to talk about that like ai is ai gonna take our job
1: no is ai gonna take our job uh, supplements like there's so many things that we can yeah. talk about that i'd love yeah. to talk about with you mate let's do it and um yeah we'll save it we'll save it Sounds brilliant awesome. right
0: thank you george enjoy your day mate see you mate bye now if you enjoyed today's episode something you can do for me is subscribe to my show and if you know anyone else that might be interested in this content, then please share it with them too. You can also head over to our socials and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But if you're ready to take that next step, visit our website, www.stormfitnessacademy.co.uk, fill out a contact form that will come straight to me. I will contact you shortly afterwards, and I look forward to speaking to you then.